Hi, Gwen. Hi, Chris. Well, I've been watching you stream, Gwen Frey, and we've mentioned you streaming before, so we don't have to go into that. But people can follow you on twitch.tv slash goldfish. But one thing I've been wondering is because for the last few streams, you've been in a program, and knowing you, I'm imagining it's the Unreal Engine. It is, yes. Now, I mean, the first question will be, like, why do you use that over anything else? And then from there, I have many questions as to what is even, ha- like, what you're even doing. Yeah. Okay. What's, uh, uh... Shoot, First, shoot, Mammy. All right, the... Gwen. I'll, I'll shoot from the from the from the holster, which yeah. I think is located on the hip. Um, why do you <laughs> why that one? There's like loads of engines, and Unity feels like it's the like, particularly for oh. indie development. I always hear people using Unity. I couldn't tell you why. That is true. But why do you use Unreal, which feels like a much more like i don't know i don't know if it's more Heavy. complicated yeah it, it just feels um, like bigger games are made with that yeah they <laughs> that's good epic's uh marketing strategy is really working if you feel that way that's awesome uh <laughs> good work the, epic. And, and it is it is true that historically um like there are scalability problems with unity um unity has had difficulty with large teams um for a large number of reasons that i honestly don't know because i've never used unity hmm. and i think like at the I mean, I've dabbled in it before. It does seem really easy to learn. I think part of the reason why Unity is so ubiquitous in the indie community is because um, when Unity burst onto the scene, they they were really aggressively in a lot of schools um, yeah. and pushing into into that area. And a lot of the indies are kind of like the younger crowd. Whereas if you look at uh, a lot of the big AAA studios that that use Unreal, have been around for a while, been using Unreal forever. Uh, tend to um, be pretty established and have established pipelines there, and changing an engine is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a massive pain in the ass. So uh, there's a certain amount of inertia there. I think a lot of of AAA peoples have been using, have established um, workflows in Unreal, and so they keep using Unreal. And a lot of uh, uh, (coughs) indies were students like five years ago or so, um, and that was back when Unity was in every school. And because they know Unity, they use Unity and they keep using Unity. And there's a certain amount of inertia there. And I, I'll admit, inertia is a huge part of... Uh, we When I started a studio, I was like, okay, we need to make a game. We need to make a game in, in like, two months, right? Mm. Uh, two months. Jesus, I'm losing my mind. I'm sorry, it's early. I was going to say, we that's impressive. Like two, I didn't realize. <laughs> Some people can make a game in two months. I'm not one of them. Uh, we need to make a game. It's going to take about two years. We need to get up and running as quickly as possible. We're going to use the thing we know, and the thing we know is unreal. Mm. Um, and uh, especially considering that these days you just pick up an engine and you roll with it. Uh, you you don't need to pay any money up front. Um, I think it, it's... Uh, y- y- you're really tempted to just go with what you already know. Um, so, go ahead. Like, from the basics, like you're buying this program. You don't buy the program anymore. Like, it's just you. You, you pay don't them have a to pay money up or... front anymore. That's accurate. You, um, I mean, you still give them five percent of any profit you make off of your game. Ah, that's probably. That, I mean, that's potentially a smart business move on their part. Just oh, it absolutely is. You lower the bar to entry. You, because uh, what this does is it lets people get in and dabble with 
say Unreal. Yeah. Because uh, both Unity and Unreal do this. It lets people get in and dabble and play around with the engine and get used to it and get familiar with it without the stress of um, of paying a huge overhead price. Mm. And then by the time you go in, into the workforce or you start a company, maybe you actually succeed in making your indie project make money. Um, all of your knowledge is in their engine. Yeah. And that, yeah. So it's it's a very smart move. It, it's the correct move. Um, and it's an incredible value proposition if you're a developer, if you think about it. I mean, I mean, Unreal, Epic employs hundreds of programmers. Mm. This is... This is an engine that's been tested across multiple projects from every size. Uh, like Gears of War was made on this. Yeah. Ruiner was made with this. Uh, it's just a really, really well-tested code base. Uh, and all they want is 5%. I mean, you're not going to hire 40 programmers and make an engine this slick for 5% of your net revenue. That's insane. I mean, like... You're just not. That's insane. The value proposition of Unreal is great, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. So, did you learn in Unreal? I guess it's the first question before my follow-up question. Um, no. I mean, my... Because uh, you're an animator, right? First, so, I guess... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm an animator, but I mean, I've been using... I've always been involved in the heavily in game engines. I Back when I was in college, we were... I was using, like, C-sharp to write a state machine on some custom engine mm. that was written in, like, I don't know, some some homegrown engine there. Uh, and then my first gig in the industry was using an engine called Big World, and then after that, like, I've dabbled in a couple of others over the years. But once I, uh, I, once I found Unreal, I switched to Unreal at, at UE3. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went up through that, and then I now I'm on UE4, obviously, and I've been in the Unreal Engine for a, a large chunk of my career. Like, the last two-thirds of my career, I would say, are in the Unreal Engine, yeah. So why why stick with that one? Like, there's a bunch out there. Well, you need a very compelling reason to change. This is true, and there hasn't been one? No. No. Like, what's better than Unreal? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you know. If there was something better, I'd use it. Like, there's... Uh, I'm not kidding. The value proposition is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Oh, my God. All right. You know what? I'm just going to start soapboxing now. Please do. That's, that's what I want to hear, because I'm genuinely interested into what makes this better than another one. Okay. So, there's different strategies out there. You have to figure out what it is you want to do. Maybe if you're EA um, and long-term you want to advance the technology across all of your studios and you want to build a an engine that's used across all of your studios mm. um i could understand that but i'm not ea i am like one person yeah. right there's there's absolutely no reason for me to roll my own tech also i'm not a programmer there are reasons some people might roll their own tech they are i'm usually strongly in disagreement with most people that decide to write their own engine um for reasons that I couldn't get into later if you want to. Yeah. But um I uh rolling my own engine is, is a non starter. Mm-hmm. Um generally if I go to a studio and I have been um in the position of being the one to choose an engine before. Uh like when we were starting Marvel Heroes online, uh we were a very small studio. We were a startup basically and there was only five of us and we were like, okay, which engine are we gonna use? And one fifth of the decision was mine, uh, and why I chose Unreal in the beginning initially was because 
Um, the value proposition of this is a very well-tested engine that has been used on many, many games. Mm -hmm. It is... Um, the art tools are fantastic, and I'm an animator, so I'm a huge fan of that. The art tools are probably the best in the industry. The uh, the community that you can lean on online is huge. Mm. You can anytime you have any problem, you can just go online and and be somebody else has already had that problem, and yeah. he's like more than willing to help you solve it. That's a big deal with uh, with particularly with creative programs. That is a very big deal. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it, it, it reaches more than that too. I mean, imagine, uh, like, if we needed to outsource something, should hit the fan. We have a demo coming up. We absolutely need three more characters done and shaded in engine. Mm. We can just go out and be and contract somebody to make those characters and deliver them to us with in Unreal. Like we, can, they can right now, for instance, they can download UE4, put their characters in the engine shade them properly and give us game assets you you don't get that with any other engine right um the ability to just lean on especially to either buy help or lean on the community and unreal is great um why is that not a thing you could do with unity uh you do have the unity asset store i'm sorry no that's cool uh, no, I'm unity, just yeah, yeah. Unity and Unreal are very close. Yes. They are neck and neck. I will say that. That's the only other one I can think of off the top of... Those are the only two like that I know mm -hmm. off the top of my head that I hear reference. Particularly because for the last few years my work has been in the indie space. It's Those are the two I tend to hear reference quite a lot. Yeah. The indie space tends to use Unity a lot more. Uh, historically, for various reasons, Unity... Um, back when I was evaluating engines, uh, Unity was a non-starter because it just didn't scale up to have um, to a large team back then. Mm -hmm. It was impossible to, like, I, I don't know the exact specifics, but it was Im basically impossible to get multiple people working at a level at the same time. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. The, I was say, why if not? I recall, the physical size of the maps was also constrained. And there was a bunch of other weird constraints. Also, there's just a huge problem with Unity right now. I don't think any company uh, in the AAA space would want to use Unity specifically because you can't easily get their source code. Mm. With Unreal Engine, you can get the code of the engine, and if something goes wrong, you can fix it. With Unity, you're uh, you're you're just kind of like, hey, my shit's broke. Uh, something broke with this latest engine drop, and I can't roll back. Um, can you fix it for us, please? Ah. Please, when are you going to fix it? Which is terrible. You don't you don't want to like hinge the success of your company on another company being there for you if shit goes wrong, right? Yeah, I guess you don't want to spend that. Okay, that that is a very compelling reason for a for a company that is losing money while they're making a video game. Like essentially, time not making yeah. that video game is just pure loss. So it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I mean, there's other advantages too, right? Like a uh, say, I mean, both Unity and Unreal obviously jumped on, uh, porting their engines to the Switch very aggressively yeah. and quickly. Uh, so, which is a, by the way, was a huge bonus for us because, uh, because if we had our own tech or some more obscure tech that didn't do that, then we would have had to figure out how to port our game to the Switch ourselves. Whereas with this, it was like, Unreal's already basically doing a lot of... All the heavy lifting. Yeah, didn't you say? Because um, for 
at the time of recording this, I think <clears throat> the Flame in the Flood's out on the Switch tomorrow. And yeah. as I recall you saying, it was kind of a case of press the buttons that are convert this game to Switch, essentially. <laughs> I don't. No, it's probably not that easy, exactly. but you know what I mean. Yeah, I, our publisher handled the port, so I can't say for sure exactly how easy it was. But from what I understand, they put a programmer on it for like a bit. And it wasn't that bad at all. And it wasn't that bad because Unreal did the heavy lifting, which we get, because when you're part of the mind share, just knowing that you have this solid tech that has been tested and that has been used and that you can lean on everybody else um, and lean on a community and bounce ideas off of complete strangers, even if you're a solo dev, you can go to a meetup and meet other people that are using the same tech as you and just talk through your problems with them. Mm. And they'll know what the fuck you're talking about is incredibly compelling and, and useful. Yeah, that sounds insanely useful because just having someone just explain something can be so much easier than like reading a FAQ or something like that. Yeah, and with a lot of these other engines, like Big World or some, some engine where you're one of three studios using it, there is no FAQ. Because mm. no, the frequently asked questions, there's only three people that are asking questions. They're not that frequent. <laughs> like, it's just not, it's just not going to happen, mm. right? Yeah, that's very uh, true. Um, anything else you want to add to that before I dive into some specifics? Oh, no, go, go to the specifics. Okay, so you've mentioned Blueprint. And I've been watching you streaming, and the word blueprint is under all these rectangles that you are connecting lines to. <laughs> What's blueprint? Yeah. So blueprint is a visual scripting language. What's a visual uh, scripting bring... language? This is me oh, getting yeah. basic. I don't even... I've never heard right. of that. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning. Please do. A computer has... All right, a computer uh, basically processes everything with zeros and ones. Mm -hmm. So you're familiar I am with familiar this kind with of concept? That. There you go. Couldn't tell you okay, how it works, so... but I'm familiar with it. <laughs> Uh, and so, obviously, nobody is sitting here putting 0011 into the computer to say what it does, right? Mm hmm So, you start with, um... I'm just saying, mm -hmm, by have... the way, I don't know that that's true or not. I'm like, yeah, I guess, <laughs> that's obvious, yes. There's <laughs> nobody with a button putting zeros and ones in, I promise. Cool. Well, oh, whatever, we can get into that. But basically, uh, what people do is they have, um... We have programming languages okay. uh, that, that compile down into code that uh, the computer understands. This is the most basic level. Okay. So something like, because I've heard of C++ yes. and stuff like that. That is a visual coding language or scripting language, no, I should say. That, uh, no, that's okay. not. So so languages are ranked from, uh, I guess, I don't know if I want to say ranked, but there's generally <laughs> lower level scripting, lower level programming and higher level okay. programming. Lower level is things where you're doing what's called garbage collection, where you're doing things like saying, okay, this piece of information is going to be physically here on in memory, which is, um, so it's basically saying where exactly in the computer am I storing this bit of information mm. and then calling it. It, it has uh, lower level languages generally have a lot more, are more intense um, and more, mm, oh, is intense the right word? Uh, lower level language. I'm an artist explaining this. This is the wrong. Sorry, go ahead. But the the lower the language, the the closer you are to just directly controlling what the machine does. Okay. And then you get once you get to the higher levels. The higher level is usually called a scripting language. It's a language that where garbage collection and pointers and stuff is taken care of for you. Ah. It's mostly abstracted. Okay, so this is where the rectangles and the lines come in. So basically, 
because from from looking at it from a visual standpoint, what I'm seeing and now from understanding that you've the rectangle is like a little block that's like the thing does this. You plop that down and you connect it to something yeah. else. The thing does this and then this thing does this. These two are connected. Am I on the right lines? Yeah, basically. Like, um, what Blueprint is, is a visual scripting language, which is, like, the highest level, like, for the dumbest person. Yes. Kind of... I, I don't even want to call it programming, but, like, yeah. It, I suppose you could consider it programming. I would, because uh, you, you, you were sitting there at... The words you were using and the way you was explaining things sounded like programming to me. I was sort of like, this is way beyond anything I understand. Uh, if you... It's hard to explain because you can... Um, if you know the basics of programming, mm -hmm. like if you know what a dictionary is and a struct is and, and this kind of stuff, then you can understand blueprint scripting more, but you don't need to know that in order to write blueprint script it's hmm. a very it, it the highest level languages you can just get away with like just talk out what you want to have happen i want the player to go to here and then you get you literally type in get player and you get the player controller and you pull off a wire from that and you're like okay what do i want this to do Psh, move to like and then there'll be on the move to node they'll be like What's moving? The player. Where is it moving to? This place. Like, and that's, uh, so it's very, uh, it's easy to grok. It's easy yeah. to get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that okay. does make sense. Okay. And Blueprint is part of the Unreal Engine? Yes. It's the, what they call the visual scripting language in the Unreal Engine. Okay. And this is just something that's in there and available and not everyone uses it or is this how most people interact with it it sounds like this is something extra that's in there that's like you can use this if you want and it all works everywhere with this whole thing um, so like every uh, guess some amount of scripting language some amount of blueprint is going to be in every project regardless of size okay because i'm i'm guessing like and again, this is probably infuriating for people. But I'm guessing <laughs> that, like, you, you've made this whole thing in Blueprint, right? But, like, if I was a programmer and I was a programmer in Unreal, I could open up another part of Unreal and, like, sit and fiddle around with code and be like, oh, you want it to do a very specific thing? Hang on. Da -da 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 -da. Now it does that rather than the templates mm -hmm. that you're kind of using. If you get me, am I right? I do get you. Yeah, you're correct. Okay. I mean, it's great that Blueprint is insanely powerful, and I do believe I can make an entire engine in it. But yeah, of course, if I was a programmer, I would do what's called... I would take the Blueprint scripts and I would make them native. I would I would uh, write them in C++. Yes. Um, and then... Because then it's exactly what you, you want, want it to be, to be right? I mean, you can get exactly what you want in either one, but it'll be much faster. Anytime you move something um, from a higher level... From the, a higher level programming to lower level programming, generally things are faster. Okay, cool. Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm processing it in my head and trying to think of analogies that I can understand. <laughs> so like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, like you have a like a it, a character moving from one place to another. You put that into Blueprint, like you're gonna move from here to here. But if you wanted mm -hmm. to, I don't know 
like have them move at a specific speed or something like that? Is that higher or lower, I should say, level stuff? Or is that all uh, in there as well? Like it, h how in-depth does something like... I guess that's what I'm asking. How in-depth is something like Blueprint? Like, is it like the light version of doing something else? So for things like how fast a character moves, things you want to be able to manipulate, you want your designers and your artists to be able to manipulate, mm. you always want to leave those variables exposed, probably in Blueprint or in variables somewhere, right? But for things that are like, when something runs, it will run on an arc rather than, um, it'll run in a very specific arc and it'll, instead of turning in place, it'll turn in an arc. And I'm going to figure out the computation, like I'm going to figure out the math, given an input location um, and a, like a starting point and a destination, I'm going to figure out uh, how it should turn as it runs along that arc. Mm. Um, doing that in Blueprint would obviously be, like using math notes for that would really chug. Uh, whereas if you just write that in code, it'll be stronger. Also, that's something that you don't want your um, designers to fiddle with, so you would put that in code. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, it does. I think that kind of answers what I was thinking. Because right now, in my head, and I think I might be wrong on this. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I am wrong. I'm imagining, like, you're just slapping in templates that are in Blueprint. If you see what I mean. Because I'm trying to think of it in terms of, like... Say I'm editing a video. I've literally got my eyes shut while I'm explaining this. That's how stupid I am. <laughs> my brain's trying to actually work. So say I'm editing a video and I want the gradient to be something specific. I can slap a template over that video and it's like, yeah, that's basically the gradient I want. Or I can open up a little panel and sit there and fiddle with it for like half an hour and get it exactly how I want it. Like... Is mm -hmm. Blueprint kind of the slapping on a template kind of a thing? Or is it... Uh, am I just completely thinking of it in the wrong way? Um, let me think. Like, 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 in my head, and I think I am wrong on this, but in my head, is it like the sort of builder game part of Unreal? Do you Unreal? ever... Here's, here's a better way to think of it. Kay. Do you ever... Um, have you ever installed a plugin for your... Uh... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, when you... Using a gradient, manipulating a gradient, all that mm -hmm. stuff, that would still be always probably in Unreal. Um, but every now and then you need to install a plugin. Yes. Every now and then you need a programmer to write something in C++. Yes. I think that would be the, the better analogy. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. Gotcha. So, all that side is probably... If it was in there, being like, God, this guy is very unknowledgeable You're of how a video game is made. <laughs> You're not a game developer, it's fine. <laughs> I do I do genuinely want to know all this stuff though, particularly about like because I know this is for the stage you're in with just your game at the moment and stuff like that. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, man. I mean like I've I, I've used the Unreal Engine for many years and I was there back when it was Unreal Script and I've got stories about that. Like that was not ideal. Like there was <laughs> God. Part of it was oh God, I'm having like PTSD <laughs> thinking through it all. Like we wrote our for Marvel Heroes Online, we first wrote our player controller in Unreal Script, and it wasn't even like a programmer that wrote it. It was Steve Tao, who was like the tech artist, the lead tech artist at the time. So it was like it would chug, and I remember just like I remember fighting over the token to be able to compile the game, um, because we 
didn't have a build machine for like way too long, like years. Mm. So we would have to, uh, anytime I wanted to make a change, I would have to wait for the programmers to check in the game. Uh, and if they had, if one basically compiling a game can take hours. Yeah. Uh, but my stuff, the Unreal Script stuff, would only take, even though I was just doing the highest level scripting, would take 10 minutes. But it didn't matter. I had to wait for them to check in so that I could compile and then check in my shit, which was just a nightmare. There's times I didn't test anything. I just checked in on Real Script and hoped when other people compiled it would pan out. Because the point is it got way better. Kismet was definitely an improvement, but it still felt like a wrapper to um, uh, what the engine could do. Mm. It felt like whatever the... Like, here are the functions and the things that the programmers have deemed acceptable for you to play with. Whereas I've almost never felt that way in UE4 with Blueprint. Everything is exposed. Huh. Everything. You could do horrifying things <laughs> in Blueprint. Like, horrifying. <laughs> like, you could add a script to a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, in the editor, you can just go click a tree and be like, all right, this tree, as soon as it's loaded, it's going to grab the player controller and just disconnect it from the pawn, and then just delete the pawn, like or like, which makes no sense pawn? to anybody that to you, but like <laughs> it's ridiculous. What's the pawn? Basically, you could put any logic anywhere in this engine, and if you're sloppy, you will just just destroy a game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you will have you will you will have an, a hellish time hunting down the bugs that you introduce if you just decide to put anything anywhere. I I went indie after Bioshock Infinite so I don't know um, how large teams handle that like I don't know if they do code reviews I'm really curious I hope some people who are listening that are still in large teams come back and tell me like how what it's like and what are the craziest stories where like some intern or some or even like a well-meaning person just puts some random script in a place that you would never like in a rock uh that ruined everything because oh, you know there's got to be a million stories yeah like that. like that that it's almost it's too powerful that does immediately make you wonder like you know when games are delayed you're like is that some artist being like i think this might solve the problem and it's like no <laughs> what have you what is <laughs> where is the problem why is it doing that now oh you can add the thing is you can find a lot of these things you can add breakpoints and you can add you can step through blueprint mm. it's it's it feels like programming. It's beautiful, except it's not programming, which makes it better. <laughs> yeah. You have stuck with this engine for a while now, and it really sounds like it's the perfect engine for you. Like, do you do you see anything else that's out there? Or like, 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 for example, okay. There are always little things in programs that you're like, oh, that would be cool. Like... I in OBS, for example, in OBS Studio, uh, mm-hmm. there's uh, they've got little audio controls. This is a very specific example, but it was one thing that I was like, "No, it's okay." Oh, Xplit doesn't have that. Oh, they should. Oh, that is actually good. That's cool. I don't, you know, I don't use that program, but it's one of those things that I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." Are there things like that in other engines or anything or anything coming up that you're like, "Oh, that's interesting." What what excites me about engines? Interesting question. Um, yeah, you know, like because this is the thing. Like I've I've said to you before, I can I now can get super nerdy about streaming programs. Like, yeah. and I didn't think I would, but because I've been using the things for like years now, and it's been my job, I see things. Yeah, we I'm... cut we cut a large part of one episode where you just went off on like 
<laughs> what to buy and like why one microphone was better than another for like 10 minutes yeah. it blew my mind oh god uh, yeah the, uh, yeah we did cut that we so did yeah i should be careful what i say here so i don't like no 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 no, no. i i i just boring. got <laughs> it wasn't helpful advice because <laughs> you asked me to give advice but instead i was like here are all my opinions <laughs> in like a no, half an yeah. hour dump I mean, so I'll. I guess I'm I'll, asking uh, for your opinions. Like that's what that's what I want. Yeah. Okay. So you want my opinions? Um, I used to care. I used to follow engines a lot more closely mm. when I was at Irrational because we were always trying to do cutting edge stuff. We wanted to. Back then, I was excited about the idea of, for instance, getting hair on characters and being the first one to do hair, which Tomb Raider, I think, did a pretty decent job of, of uh, pushing pushing tech in that direction in the that that kind of. Uh, hyper-focused sort of direction i think these days um i'm not personally interested in vr but a a reason people might look into different engines or different opportunities might be to look into different uh vr options maybe i'm not Um, interested in vr either anymore gwen ar feels like a thing you said that when we started this podcast and i don't want to derail this conversation so i will keep let you keep going but i agree (laughs) yeah like back a year or so ago you, a long time ago when we started this podcast we did a lot of topics about like how i'm more excited about ar than vr but anyway um i think i think the unreal engine actually is doing pretty well in that space too um i don't follow what different engines are doing as much anymore mm. i have to admit uh i can give i would say if you are considering starting your own engine there's two or Okay. I am not a programmer. I would not write an engine in order to make a game. I feel like that would be somebody who's saying, "Hey, I want to build a house. Let's um but first, I'm going to smelt some nails." Like that seems insane to me. Uh <laughs> Okay, yeah, just I go buy you. some fucking nails. Like so that already exists. Um, Someone's already figured that bit out. You don't need to worry about get growing the tree. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if you're not going to be in Unreal and you're not going to be in Unity, it's probably because you're a programmer that's about to roll your own tech. That's the only for some re- or you're being forced to use a different engine because of your studio. That's a different conversation. Mm. Um, but uh, so you're rolling your own tech and then the question becomes, OK, how do you succeed at rolling your own tech? Why are you doing it? Um, you have anytime you want to be successful in life and anything, you usually have two options. You're either the best in breed. So you are the best at it. And I don't think unless you have like millions of dollars, you're going to be able to create an engine that's competitive with the Unreal Engine. So your other option is option two, um, be first to market, do something that's very, very unique. Mm. Uh, And so I can see potential for writing your own engine or seeking out a very different engine if it is very unique, if it does something that's compelling and different. Um, And the way that it's compelling and different, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe you're making the engine that is perfect for, um, maybe you figured out open world and you want to, or you want to make the engine that makes the best open world games, or you want, you want to make an engine for a very specific purpose Mm. to, to make a specific thing that is vastly different than anything you can do in Unity or Unreal. I could definitely see the, the argument for that, for instance. What, what sort of thing? I mean, again, I'm. I'm. This is probably a stupid question because I'm saying, like, well, what mm-hmm. do you not? What do you imagine someone would invent? <laughs> just, 
stupid question. But like, I what mean, couldn't you do yeah, right I, now? Like, what is it? Have you ever like, stumbled where, across where anything do you can't do? Come from? Uh, okay, what do I imagine somebody could invent? Uh, that, that's a dumb question. I mean, I mean, I can, like, no, 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 no. Stick with it. Okay. So, like, I uh, let's let's get let's get weird. Let's get nuts um, to quote Batman. Okay. Several different directions you could go. The first direction you could go is um, lean into VR, AR, and do something unique and interesting in that space. Mm. Especially if you're doing, there's people who are painting stuff in tilt brush, um, but they can't get that work from tilt brush into a game engine mm. very easily, from what I understand. Like uh, that, it's they're not making assets in that way. Um, make the engine where a person can make a game entirely in VR. That might be a weird way you could go. I think there's a lot of uh, interesting um, possibilities in game engine development for something like... Uh, you see there's RPG Maker. I wish there was mm. an RPG Maker for puzzle games. I, like, I wish there was an... What if somebody made the engine that was really, really good at making a very specific niche type of game that might be a good direction to go especially if you're smaller well this was this was another conversation that we, you know we parked a minute ago but you seem to have a strong feeling against using making your own engine it depends because i mean is this a question of like you haven't come up against anything that Unreal can't do that you've needed. Like maybe they're. Oh man, Unreal's got problems. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Like it's not perfect. Uh. Uh. And. Okay, so negatives of using Unreal, right? When you have an engine that can make. Epic has to make an engine that supports all of their products and also supports all of these other products for other people. And so there's going to be a lot of stuff in that engine that you just straight up don't yes. need. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bloat. There's um, Even in the animation system, there's a large number of ways to do the same thing. Um, and they all need to be supported in live and none of them can be cut at any time because you don't know who's going to... If, if Epic cuts some part of their code base out... Um, all of a sudden there's a 5% of games using the, the Unreal Engine, uh, we're relying on that and, and that's a problem, mm. right? Uh, so you end up with a lot of bloat in the engine. That's one thing. Um, I'm not a programmer, but I understand that, uh, some of the stuff under the hood is a bit kludgy. The art tools are fantastic, so I don't give a shit, mm. but you know, I can definitely see that. I, I hear that. I don't want my programmers to be miserable. <laughs> Oh God, I miss, I miss all my programmers. They're, they were great. Yeah, that sounds uh, it. That's really cool. Dustin was like the best animation part. I love programmers that are also, um, they consider themselves artists or designers as well. Like animation programmers, graphics programmers, pro gameplay programmers tend to like be the ones that are, uh, they get really, really excited and amped up. Mm. So, so yeah. So, uh, the Unreal Engine will have, um, so there's going to be a certain amount of bloat there. And I can definitely understand wanting to have, uh, uh, I, I can understand how that would be frustrating. You, anytime you have to debug something, there's just so much code to look through. I totally get that. You don't, you don't want people to be miserable. That's you, you want them to have, uh, to be happy with what they're working with. Cause happy people work better. Uh, but, uh, th there's more there too. Like maybe, maybe you want to build 
you want to start working on an engine and work on it over multiple projects and take it in a direction that you think will be better. And one day down the line, because you, uh, because you started working on this code base after Unreal already uh, came out, it'll probably be way more current. It'll, it'll be stronger because it's um, been iterated on. And then you have a chance to actually make the best engine in the marketplace. There is always that potential. Um, if you want to, um, if you've got some new weird idea for how engines should go, uh, if you want to build your engine from the ground up to be open world, to be whatever, um, and you're just completely shifting paradigms, I can see you wanting to, to roll your own tech in that situation. I generally find most of the time though, um, like back when I was a student and such, people wanted to roll their own engine because they're programmers and programmers want to program, not because they wanted to do something unique. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, that's what I would caution against. I mean, it, I wouldn't caution against it. If you are if you're uh, starting with a team, maybe you met some people at a game jam and you're like, okay, we're going to get together and make a game. You want to make sure everybody's on the same page that your goal is to make the game. Yeah. And if you want to make the game, you do the thing that makes the game the fastest. Like if you want to build a house, you buy your nails uh, because the time it would take to um, smelt nails uh, is time you're not building the yes. house um, and nails exist. Whereas if you want to build, you know, a space station, uh, you maybe need to to make some kind of maybe you nails aren't going to work for yeah. a fucking space Probably station, not. you know. Um, so in that instance, sure, okay, now you maybe you need... If you're going to make something that's completely different, then yeah, um, okay, don't use the Unreal Engine, go build your own tech. Mm -hmm. But if you're just writing an engine because, you know, your programmer kind of wants to write an engine, uh, I would question what you want to do there. Yeah. And if you just want to write an engine, fucking do that. Own it. Make a tech demo. Like, get excited about that. I know... Um, some the best programmers I know are always working on the weirdest shit. Like the best programmers I know are always uh, off completely rewriting their build system because mm -hmm. nobody in the world cares about build systems. So nobody's <laughs> ever done it right. Or um, writing their own source control. I know a dude that was literally writing his own source control for fun at home, which is maddening and hilarious. <laughs> and I love it. So I think there's a lot of reasons uh, why you're using the Unreal Engine. And from what I've, taken away from what you're saying just to sum up for my own sake it seems like it is very useful that you do not as a company have to waste time waiting for another company to fix something you could go in and fix stuff yourself it feels like there's a big community there of people that are able to help you do these things and it also feels like you are looking at this from the perspective of this is the game I want to make so let's start making the game I want to make rather than for the fun of it, making a new engine. Oh yeah. Also, like, let's be real. I don't have the ability to make an <laughs> well, engine. No, but an even engine. like you said, I, I like the example of getting together at a game jam and being like, "Let's make a game." And then the programmer's like, "Yeah, cool." So I'm gonna start coding the engine, and you're like, "No, we want to make the game. Like, that's not the thing we want to do." So I, I, yeah, yeah, it's there. It exists, and it sounds like to you, it is the best program to use out there for those reasons. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, 
Yeah, let's get in a fight on the internet. Sure. I think Unreal is the best program out there. Yeah, for your, I mean, you're it's, a, like, a, the thing that made the most sense to me from you explaining stuff was that thing of like, oh, something's broken. We need to do that now because we're just losing, we're losing money anyway by making this thing. So why do we not, we don't want to lose money oh, doing yeah. nothing. Oh yeah, having the source code is clutch. Yeah, that feels like a really big, a really big deal if you are, if you're a company doing a thing. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a big deal to me because I don't uh, program. But yeah, no, it is but like it is a big deal to you. Pretty fucking important. I would imagine in those instances where everything would break, like <laughs> where you're sitting there going, "I can't yeah. work anymore. Can we fix this?" Yeah. And someone on your team could actually go, "Yeah, I think I can because I can open this program up and figure out what's wrong with it." That's absolutely true. Like at at work, for instance, hmm. of course. Like Al Alan's worked in the Unreal Engine forever, um, knows it like the back of his hand. He, and yeah, like he can. Uh, we have the co- the source code. It's it's like our engine, basically, as far as we're concerned. We love it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Gwenfrey. Well, I'm glad I could make sense today, Chris Light. Thanks, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you being here doing this show. Absolutely, it's been really fun. Uh, this has been Gwenfrey and Chris Light, and you've been in the dialogue box.